everyone, it's Marilyn Aloria and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. This is my 52nd episode. Yay! Cue the confetti, horns, clapping, applauding. Really, I'm applauding myself because this was an idea in my head for quite some time before I said, I'm doing it, committed to it, and did it, and I'm loving it. And I'm loving all the feedback and really grateful for all of you. I want to thank all of you who asked a question. We put posts in uh, Membership for Your Soul, Soul Finder Academy. Those are my programs. And then I also put a post on my personal Facebook page as well as my business Facebook page and Instagram. And everybody asks questions on every page except Instagram. What is that about? I need to know. I need to know, are the Instagrammers afraid to be vulnerable and ask questions about mediumship and psychic ability? Or am I you know, what is it? I just want to know. I'm so curious about that. Anyway, before I get going, I'm going to have to do this in two parts because the questions are so good. You're going to learn so much. They aren't reading questions. Most of them are about mediumship and psychic ability and hearing knocking and different things like that. So I'm super excited to dive in and do many trainings and these que- answering these questions. And depending on how this goes, I'll probably do this again as well as do it on Zoom and invite people to the Zoom as I record it. So there's more stuff coming down the pike. I've just been a little uh, very focused on a couple of projects that I'm doing. So make sure you're on my list at um, go to marilynaloria.com and uh, get on my list and check it out. If you're interested in joining any of my communities, Membership for Your Soul and Soul Finder Academy, you can find them on my website, as well as if you go to the numbers class in marilynaloria forward slash numbers and learn all about numbers. Um, you'll get a dollar offer if you purchase that class to join membership uh, for 30 days to try it out. So a lot of people are doing that and loving it, and it's been really great. We're having a lot of fun in that community. So both my communities, um, they're, they're really supportive people in there, and I'm going to share some stories with you in a minute about some of the things that went on and go into questions. So what are you going to gain from episode 52? Well, I hope that you gain... Uh, a lot of insights into how I teach and how I work. And I'll go into that in a second. I know I keep saying that. Um, But before I do that, I just want to thank all of you for supporting me. My podcast gets about 500 downloads per episode, which is really good. I'm really excited by it. And um, I don't really, you know, I want to get it out there more. So if you could rate, subscribe, review, that is always wonderful. And really, I'm really grateful for all of that. And if you do review the podcast, please email us at info at who can it be now podcast.com info at who can it be now podcast.com and send us a photo of that review and where you put it on. Let us know where it is because I'm only on Apple on my own podcast. Um, so we'd like to know where it is and then we're going to send you a little gift. So uh, there's a little incentive there. So before I go into these questions, and like I said, this is going to have to be a two-parter because the questions are so good and you're going to see a bit of how I teach, I want to share a little bit about how I work because we have some new people coming into Membership for Your Soul and it's been really wonderful and they're engaging in the community. My communities are very safe and supportive communities. We don't, I don't, um, I don't even have to say this, but there's not ego like I'm better than you and there's no competition and 
this kind of bullshit that I see goes on in other communities. When I was first starting out as a medium, learning about my abilities and starting to study, um, and there wasn't a lot out there at the time when I was studying, but some of the rooms that I did go into, there was an incredible amount of competition in those rooms, which I could never understand. I was like, I, I just don't get it. I don't get the need to be able to go out there. And it, you look, you may agree with this. I don't. I don't feel the need to go out there and say, I'm the celebrity psychic or I'm this, I'm that, I'm the best psychic in the world. I mean, who gives a crap? It's like, we're all gifted, we're all good, and we all have our own instrument. And I'm going to share a little bit more about my um, adventures to doing what I do today because I actually walked away from something that I'm starting to reignite. But I don't want to sidetrack from all of your amazing questions. But I do want to say that you're going to notice through my teaching that I teach a little bit different than maybe what you used to. You may have experienced uh, teachers like me um, out there. I don't know. Uh, when I was studying the way that my guides were teaching me was a little bit different than the strict rooms that I was heading into with some of these antiquated mediums. Yes, I'm going to get on my soapbox who had a formula about how to do things and I felt it was restrictive and I don't really work with formulas in this space. I will give you techniques and tools and guidelines so that you can open up and trust your gifts and really work with them. But my guides taught me early on that I'm the instrument and I have to learn how I see, hear, feel, sense, and know. Although practicing and getting into a community where you can learn and study, of course, I teach this stuff, right? And I have teachers from all over in all expertise, teaching and membership for your soul, because I want people to get expertise from areas that I don't have. I want them to learn from the best. And um, so most of the, I, I think all the teachers we bring in, they pretty much come from the mindset that I do, that it's, uh, here's what I know, here's my expertise, I'm going to teach it to you, now take it and run with it. So it's really important to me that when I go into this teaching with all of you, that I just want to give you a little bit of background about me, and I will share down the line what went on with me a little bit more. I wasn't feeling really comfortable with doing that early on in the podcast, but I feel more comfortable with it now because I'm going to do a little revealing. I don't uh, badmouth people. I don't say names. If I don't agree with, and there are definitely some mediums out there I don't agree with at all, I will strongly tell you my opinion on it and why. But the bottom line is you have to decide what's best for you. And I'm not going to sit here and throw people's names. I'm not going to say people's names and throw them under a bus. I'm not interested in doing that, but I do have a strong opinion about certain things and I am going to share it. But here's the thing. It's up to you to decide what's best for you. So before I go into the questions, we recently, one of the new women who joined Membership for Your Soul, she was asking us uh, a question in the community about, I hope I don't butcher this whole thing because I'm not going to go onto the Facebook page and I'm going to tell you what I recall. Um, she was asking us a question because she's been opening up to her spiritual gifts and she was having a hard time sleeping. Now, many of you may struggle with sleeping at night, especially when you start opening up to your gifts. And the reason is, is because you're finally not doing the dishes, paying the bills, walking the dogs, worrying about getting the kids clothes cleaned for the next day, whatever it is, and your brain turns off a bit. And your guides and spirits are like, woohoo, I'm going to come in now. I'm going to get, I'm going to get his or her attention now. We're going to start working. So those of you who wake up at two, three in the morning, I still wake up like that at sometimes, but I know now my guides are waking me up because I'm not doing something during the day that I need to work on. And I just turn around, I lean into their energy and they'll be like, go to YouTube, go to this book, go to that, meditate. And I get whatever I need to get at that moment in time. So when she shared this, uh, 
with us. She didn't say anything about being afraid, at least what I recall from the post. So again, forgive me if I'm not recalling this properly. And so a bunch of us gave her advice on it, you know, about what to do. And that I, I basically said, I come from the belief that you don't give license to spirits and guides that they can come in, in at any time of the day. I don't. When I started this work, um, it was for me, when I agreed to do it, I, my, I had a lot of boundaries with my guides. They weren't allowed to just come in any time of the day. I said, you come in when I call you in, when I'm in meditation and I open up and you can come in. And um, so we had that for quite some time. And I tell this story a lot and I recognize that now there's 52 episodes and everybody's going to be caught up on my <laughs> a lot of my journey if they didn't listen to it from uh, episode one. So I made that deal with my guides and they respected it until there came a point where they said, okay, you have to allow us to come in whenever we want to come in now. And at that point, I had such a strong relationship with them. I trusted them. I loved them. They were amazing. And I said, sure. And what they were preparing me for was, and I didn't know this at the time, was I was being pitched for my own TV show. And when you go into the rooms of executives, which can be very unnerving, you've got like a table full of executives and you're you're the this the talent that they're looking at and they want you to read on the spot um they knew that that was going to happen that i was going to have to be able to turn it on and turn it off right away so this woman um shared what she shared and we all kind of gave feedback to her about you know just you work with your guides and i said to her and a lot of people gave great amazing feedback and maybe we'll do a whole episode around this because i feel like it's such an important topic and I said to her, you know, tell them when you're going to work with them, but then you have to commit to that time that you're going to work with them. So when I said to my guides, you can't wake me up at night, you can't come in with them on a date or at the grocery store, you know, I just wanted to try to live a normal life, you know, and I did a whole episode about what it's like to be normal as a medium. And, um, and, but I said to them, you know, but I will work with you in the morning was usually when I would channel um, or I would say I'd work with you at two o'clock on Friday, whatever it is, but I committed to that time and I worked with them. So we had a really great understanding and we were growing. It's a relationship. You're building trust with each other. So she must have, she went out and spoke to a medium Reiki person that was working with her. Actually, I am going to share this. Okay. So, um, she said that she started working with my class Everyday Guided Living. And at week one, I also have guides that have been channeled to me. She's working with one of the guides, Layu. And she noticed her insomnia got worse. And she reached out to a Reiki master psychic medium who advised her that the guides were trying to awaken her and that it was time to answer her calling. But she advised her to discontinue her efforts to connect with spirit on the other side unless she knew what she was doing. Now, I'm not even going to, I'm going to go into the rest of this in a second, but first of all, how do you work with your guides if you discontinue your efforts? How do you grow your gift if you discontinue your efforts? And then she said, uh, you can invite in negative energy without knowing it and ultimately make things worse rather than better. She strongly suggested that she needed to be working with someone in person to learn how to protect herself, how to close connection and to work with tarot. She said her, and then the, the woman who shared this, and she gave me permission to share it, she said her advice left her feeling stuck and afraid to continue the coursework. And she was raised Catholic like I was too, and she so she had a lot of issues that came through. When I read this, um, I don't usually go on social media at night, and I take the weekends off from my communities, and uh, I happened to look at it at night. 
And I was so triggered, I have to tell you. And I was like, my guides were like, don't respond, don't respond, don't respond. And I didn't. And um, Sandra from my community, who's been working with me for quite some time, is an incredibly gifted medium and uh, shaman and just has a, a tons of gifts. She actually commented and she was triggered by it too. And uh, we both had the same agreement in it. And then um, I asked this woman to repost it so that the whole community could support her because it was under another post that was got hidden and I wanted her to repost it so everybody could support her. And she got incredible feedback, so much so that she just felt really supported and blessed and liked. So here's the, my feeling about this. It's whoever I said to her, look, I don't believe at this point in the game that I can invite in negative energy. And the reason is, is because I have free will and I'm really strong in my work and how I work. I'm really strong with my guides. I have an incredible relationship with them. I also, I don't even like the word protection because that suggests that you're not protected. But I already have protection around me at all times. I already have protection around my property. If there becomes uh, a tear, and that tear would normally be me having an emotional upset of some sort, then I know how to I know how to redo it. My guides are always with me, always making sure that I'm taken care of. I have a spirit that's been around me in the kitchen for so long now. I don't stop to find out who the spirit is. He doesn't feel threatening. It's either my father, it's Salminio. I don't know who it is. But usually I'm busy and I'm like, all right, I'll get to you. I don't let every Tom, Dick, and Harry spirit come into my house. When you're a medium, when you're opening up, when you're uh, sensitive, it, you're like a lighthouse. So they, as soon as I move into a location before I've been able to work the protection, I'm doing air quotes, around my property, they're like, oh my goodness, a medium's in town. And they will just like, boom, onto the window, like moths to a window. So I had said to her, you know, I, I had an issue with it. I, I called her, um, I was a little triggered and I, I admitted it to her and she was great about it. And I said to her, this to me is a limited, um, I forgot what I called it, limited minded medium, a medium that has only one way of seeing things. And I have an issue with that because you're an instrument um, and you have to learn how to work with your instrument. So I don't agree with what was told to this woman in membership. And so what through our conversations and through the whole community conversing this, and she got really great feedback from people that weren't as triggered as me. Um, you know, Sue Kovacs, who's also uh, somebody who studied under me, who's her own powerful self. She does uh, some of the readings in there and everything like that. She's amazing. She has tarot cards that she created. She came back with, uh, you know, it sounds to me like this Reiki psychic medium is coming from her own fear and projecting it onto you or her own experience. And the woman in membership who did write about this did say that the woman that was telling her not to do this work did share her own scary experience. So she obviously didn't heal from that scary experience. I guess she's still not feeling powerful around it. I can't, unless I'm talking to her, the other, the woman who gave her this advice, I don't really know what the story is there. So it's really, and I don't want to put her down or anything, but what I want to say to all of you and what we told um, this woman in membership, because through the conversation, she said to me, um, I said, girl, when I was opening up, I was petrified. But I know now that I have free will 
and nothing's allowed in my house unless I allow it in. Now, I teach this stuff and I talk about it in one of my first few episodes. So I just want to share it with all of you right now. And I want to kind of make you help you to feel strong. So I don't believe that you, this is my belief. And I said this to her, I said, this is my belief. Take what you like and leave the rest because ultimately you want to know what your truth is. Not what my truth is, not what the Reiki master psychic medium's truth is, not um, Joe Schmo down the street's truth. You have to know your truth. So you have to listen. You may listen to different viewpoints and then you decide what's right for you. But I do understand when you're opening up to this stuff, it can be really scary. I was freaking scared out of my wits, but I did not stop. Instead, I found people who could help me to work with it. You definitely want to find out how to build the muscle so that you feel strong, so that you feel powerful. So what I'd said to her is just work with Archangel Michael for three weeks. That's the only guide you want to be working for with if you're not feeling safe. Or you could pick Saint Germain, Jesus, Archangel Gabriel, Archangel Raphael, somebody who has the energy and the vibration of incredible high, you know, high vibration. I will not invite anything in that's not from the highest light and highest alignment with me. That was given to me by my guides to say, I automatically said it, and it has always been the thing that I say that they, nothing else can come in. If, I, if you're not from the highest light and highest alignment with me, you have to get the heck out. Now, what happens is when you're opening up, you do open up, you, do, you can invite riffraff in, and the thing is you're curious. And when you're curious and you tell the riffraff to go, it can be a little bit difficult to get it out. So you want to have tools that help you to feel safe. You want to have tools that build that muscle. But here's the thing. A lot, for, for me, a lot of the fear is based on path, past belief systems. Like she said she was raised Catholic. I was raised Catholic. So a lot of my fears were um, anchored into past belief systems. And once I started recognizing my own free will, my own power, then I, I felt really strong. And I didn't stop my gifts. I kept going into them and kept learning about them because you're going to be at different levels of your gifts. Your gifts continue to grow no matter how much you've been working on them. And as your gifts grow, you may touch into different territory. The more I grow, I've been doing this work as a business for, I believe, over 12 years, I've been channeling for about 14, 15 years. You lose track of time, right? Now, I was way open way before that, but that's when I started understanding what it was and what to do with it and how to work with it. And I can tell you that I'm becoming more sensitive to the environment, and I'm already super sensitive to physical space, space energetic space, people. But it doesn't mean that I back off from it. I just know... One of my limitations, I don't go into big crowds or uh, concerts or parties, or if I was to go into one, I would make sure that I was grounding and breathing and working with my own energies, as well as surrounding myself with pink roses is something I teach in the empathic class. So there's different ways that you can feel strong. But the advice to shut down your gifts and that you could only work with somebody if they're in person with you, to me, that's limitation. And when I started studying, um, and I'm going to go into the questions in a second, but this is such an important topic of conversation. Now, again, I am going to invite you to decide what's best for you. But I see this a lot from people out there. I had another question from a woman that came in 
who asked me, she's in mediumship circles, right? So when you start studying, so mediumship, there's this antiquated view, and I'm going to freaking call it that because I'm so tired of these one-track mediums. I'm an evidential medium. I hope you're an evidential medium because if you're not giving evidence, how do I? How does the person know you're actually speaking to that deceased person? The evidence I gave, I'm not impressed by evidence. So ev evidential mediums give actual evidence of, you know, names and dates and things like that. Great. I did too. And the thing about that is when a medium gives me evidence of stuff I already know, I'm not impressed. When you tell me something I don't know or something that's going to expand my growth, like my father comes in and he tells me things that so I can tells me things that the, that I know for sure that it's him. And then maybe he's, he graduates and he tells me something expansive where I'm growing into myself and growing bigger. That impresses me. So this one woman, and this all works together, um, told me that she's been, so when you go and study with some of these mediums, they only believe you're a medium when you're speaking to a deceased loved one. I have a big problem with that because mediumship to me is synonymous with channeling. It's the same thing. So I'm acting as a medium for uh, the physical plane, people in front of me or whatever I'm, whoever I'm communicating with the physical and I'm taking all my information from the spiritual. When I do readings, I'm taking information from my guides who is speaking to the person's guides. If a deceased loved one comes in, I'm speaking to the deceased loved one. And I am not, um, and, and I'm bringing the information in. So tell me what's the difference. You know, I'm speaking to guides who are speaking to their guides. I'm speaking to a deceased loved one. That's mediumship to me. Now, you may think that it doesn't. You know, some people left my arena because they had to follow the other formula. That's fine. It doesn't work for me. So she told me, she wrote me on Instagram, um, DM'd me, and she said, you know, I'm in these mediumship circles. So when you study mediumship, you go into circles where you sit around in a circle, you turn out the lights, you call in spirits, and people start talking to the spirit. And then usually what happens is, um, through the information that you get, there's somebody in the room that that spirit is visiting and then everybody practices. That's how they practice. So, you know, they'll be like, there's a Joe here. He died of a heart attack. He's somebody's father, blah, blah, blah. And then Sally Ann will say, yes, that's my dad. And then the rest of the mediums will just give her information. And that's how they practice. So I started doing mediumship right away, deceased talking to deceased people right away before anything, it just, it opened up, it happened. And it was, it was incredible and unnerving at the same time. And I started doing, I was already doing readings and um, I was starting to study a tiny bit with people because there wasn't a lot out there. And I went into these mediumship, some of these mediumship rooms and they're really great practice. I don't have anything against them, but you have to be careful at who's running them and how they're running them and what they're telling you. And I'm going to tell you what this woman said, but I want to share something first. Um, I found, so this is what happened. I would get a flood of information. I get a flood of information. That's the way I work. It just comes through me. And one of the women who I was in uh, circles with a lot, because I created a circle too. I uh, developed one and it was pretty popular. And she said to me, you know... Other people may get upset because you get so much information and they don't. So she was like that. She used to get really upset that all she got was a sentence. Her sentence was the most profound sentence whenever she said it. 
but she didn't trust herself. She was insecure. She was comparing herself to other people who got paragraphs. Does not matter. We would look at her and say, your sentence is, sentence is great. It's amazing. It's the most profound information, but she couldn't hear it because she was too insecure. You have to work on yourself more than anything else. So I, so when she said that to me, I was like, well, there's nothing I can do about that. It's the way I get information and I'm not going to turn it off. I'm not rude about it. I just can't help it. The spirit comes in or my guides come in. That's how I get information. I was very early on, these producers were interviewing me and other mediums in LA and they, they picked me and this other medium who I actually really like. And they said they, they liked us for the, as whatever, they liked us as the best and everything for what they wanted to do. And they said, the two of you speak so fast though. For TV, they would like ask me to slow it down a bit. And I'd be like, I don't know, I'll try. But you know, the information comes through. Okay. So this woman uh, who DM'd me on Instagram, she said, you know, I'm in these mediumship circles and they're telling me not to use my psychic ability. I really wanted to reach through and just smack the medium who told her that. What they're saying is if you're giving somebody, so this is what the antiquated, yes, I might piss a couple of you off. I may lose you. I'm sorry, but I'm going to be honest about how I feel about this. What they're saying is when you give a life reading, it's a psychic reading. It is not a psychic reading. Psychic readings are when I'm telling somebody something that they wear like a coat. It's in their energy field. When I'm giving a life reading, I am talking to my guides who are talking to your guides and I'm giving you information for your life. I have done thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon readings where people, I would never remember the readings because I'm channeling. They would come back to me and tell me the most insane stuff that came true. That's not a psychic reading. The person's not wearing it like a coat. They, that is channeling information. That is mediumship. So I understand what they were saying to her because when a deceased person comes in, your focus when you're reading someone has to be on your guides or on the deceased person. If you're focused on the reader and you're giving them a life reading, then you're maybe doing a psychic reading where you're just picking up information from that reader, the person you're reading. So let me just let me just communicate this in a way that's important because psychic ability is clairvoyancy, clairaudience, empathic ability, clairsentience, claircognizance. It goes on and on and on. Intuition. You have to use those tools. Look, a deceased person comes in. I see him. That's clairvoyancy. I hear him. That's clairaudience. He gives me a paragraph of information, a book. That's claircognizance. I'm feeling how he died. That's my empathic ability. At least that's how I understand empathic ability because I either physically feel it in my body or they tell me or I can take my breath away or they'll, they'll show me. So you have to use those tools in order to speak to your guides and speak to deceased loved ones. And so that is what, those are psychic abilities, right? But I'm, when somebody's sitting in front of me, or even if I'm, I do group readings mainly, right? Because I do them in my programs. And the person will ask a question. I'm not focused on the person because I could just tell them what they want to hear. That's, that's easy. That's psychic reading. I'm focused on my guides or I'm focused on if somebody, um, sometimes in my groups, they'll be like, is my mother coming through? I'll focus on the mother. And I take all my information from them. I move myself completely out of the way. I am not allowed to project and I don't project. Now on my group calls, I do a lot of coaching as well, but it's high guidance coaching. So there are times when I'll be like, okay, that's a little of me, but my, my, my community, I don't like calling them students because they're so magical and amazing. They're, they're just incredible. My community knows how I work. They know it. 
so they understand it. And I'll tap my ear sometimes so that they know um, it's t completely direct, direct, direct guidance. But I am not allowed, I've never allowed myself, and this is what I teach my, my community, and especially when I did private mentoring, if I'm reading someone and say a question comes in, that's a trigger point for me too. My triggers aren't there because I'm taking everything from my guides. Okay. So now I'm going to go into questions, but this is going to have to be two parts because I hope that this is helping you. And the biggest thing that I teach is you're the instrument. So the other, the woman who I haven't gotten to answer this one yet, she's starting to learn about numbers and everything. We have a numbers class and, um, she saw, uh, this particular number. And then she shared something from the internet and she's like, I know Marilyn wants us to depend on ourselves. And I'm like, oh, she just doesn't understand me yet. It's not that you can't Google. It's not that you can't go to a book. You think I didn't go to books to learn some things like about animals? I love Ted Andrews' Animal Speak. There was, I learned about tarot numbers. The idea is that you learn, you get a foundation, so you get a basis, basic understanding of things, but then you use your own life experience. I teach the symbolic language of your soul. So number one was taught to me by one of the first mediums I worked with as new beginnings. Great. I know number one to be new beginnings, but let me tell you when that number one shows up, I'm not just saying to you, oh, new beginnings. I could go in and launch into an entire reading because I'm now communicating with the number. If you're interested in numbers class, go to marilynlaurie.com forward slash numbers. So I haven't gotten to respond to her yet because I've had a busy morning and I'll, I'll share that with her. And it's okay because she's respecting my teachings, right? And she's trying to understand me. But my whole thing is, I don't mind you gathering information, but I can't tell you how many times I have um, people who study with me go onto Google because they had a dream about something and they're looking up the symbol and they get petrified by what they read. And, and I'm like, first of all, you can look up an owl on Google. There's going to be 20 different blog posts, if not more, about what an owl symbolism means. Some of it's going to be a through lines, but some of it won't. There'll be a majority of a, of a simplified meaning is what I would call it, of what an owl is. And then wisdom, you know, whatever they are, right? And then you're going to read different things and they're going to have different interpretations. You have to decide what resonates with you. But I have such a huge story with owls. I have such a huge story with butterflies that I pull from my own symbolic language. And then I'll do a reading if that symbol comes through. When I was doing readings, I taught all of this in the earlier episodes. So please go back and listen. I taught about clairvoyancy. But if, if spirit brought an owl into the room, I would know exactly. And then spirit would tell me what it had to do with that person. So it wasn't just an owl prancing in the room. And I'm like, oh, there's an owl here. He's wise. So there's some wisdom you're coming into. No, there would be so much more information that would come through with that. Okay, we are going to take some questions now. And I have to say one other thing. So forgive me if you're hearing a little bit of my intensity coming through. And I will share down the line the story of what happened to me, which is still has me a little bit riled up about it, right? And I'm getting ready to speak about it because it's a vulnerable topic as well. And... I just, I just am tired of seeing teachers out there that shut you down and it drives me insane. I went to, and I've shared the story before. I went to one famous medium. We had a weekend with him and I was already working full time there. I was with people that were working full time. The room was full. He was so friggin' nasty to people. Instead of like encouraging them to work, one woman was reading me and my one of my deceased, I have a few deceased exes, came in 
And she was like, I'm getting a waterfall. I'm not really sure. And he's like, well, why? Why? Like, I'm not lying to you, how he was talking to her. Instead of encouraging her and saying, okay, what does a waterfall mean to you? Why do you think this spirit would bring in a waterfall? What do you feel like this waterfall is conveying in this reading? I I was like, I'll never study with him again. I was with a friend of mine and she's like, oh, he's going to do a week. I'm like, I'm done. This guy's an idiot. People, I'm telling you, I'm not lying. People were walking out because we became friendly. There were really nice people in that group. And they were like, I'm going to quit. I'm giving it up. I'm not doing this. And now... Look, that's not that medium's fault if people are going to walk out of it. For me, it encouraged me more. Like, I'm done studying with you idiots. I'm sorry. I This is something that pisses me off because the last thing I'm going to do is shut down. I'm going to call him a student right now because people do study with me and have been studying with me for years. I'm going to shut down a student. Now, in the very beginning of my teaching, sometimes I may have been a little bit more fluffier, like, yeah, good, encouraging. Now I know more to be like, okay, where is that? What are you getting? Why are you getting it? And like I said, I teach the symbolic language of your soul. So I really get people in. And what I see in my communities is people are diving in and discovering things that are phenomenal that I'm like, wow, I love that that's in your wheelhouse, not in my wheelhouse. Now, if I limited that person, they would have never found that particular gift. Sandra Pelli is like a perfect example of how she dives into things. And someone shared with me how she did this 21st chakra. I don't want to butcher it because I don't know the whole story. Meditation. And the, the woman was telling me how it was absolutely incredible, right? And I was like, imagine if I limited her and she never went into her own style of gifts. Sue Kovacs. I taught Sue the um, tarot. Sue's a painter. Sue's incredible at what she does. She's a healer. She has so many things in her wheelhouse. She created the most beautiful deck, the um, Dream Dust Tarot that most a lot of people in membership use. So who am I to limit her or limit Sandra or limit any of the Aeonise? There's so many people in this community that unbelievable. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give you tools, techniques, and guidelines to have you dive in Learn your instrument, learn how your guides are speaking to you, and then use it. All right, so let me go to a couple of these questions, and then, like I said, I'll be part two. There may be a part three, but I feel that this is really beneficial. And it is my, like, I am, my guides are teaching guides, so I love teaching. And I don't teach from a formulaic view. This is how Clear Audience was five years ago, so I'm teaching it the same way today. No, it's constantly evolving. They're constantly teaching more. So Georgie asked, I heard knocking in my right ear while sleeping. What do you do when this happens? Let them in? So here's the thing. When you hear things, your clear audience, clear hearing is opening up, right? So I told Georgie there's a clear audience class. Go take it in membership if she hasn't taken it already, right? But the knocking in her right ear. So I teach, I can't teach you everything about clairaudience, but that's definitely clear hearing opening up. Clairaudience lives in your throat chakra. So she, when that happens, yes, your clairaudience is opening up and we don't want to just let them in like she says, because again, we just had that, I just shared the whole story about the, the student who's opening up and it can be really scary because let me tell you something else. Your guides are so powerful, whether they're negative or positive, you may not know it because they come in with so much unconditional love. If you can't receive the unconditional love, you will automatically interpret it as fear. I've seen it, I've been teaching this material for years upon years, thousands upon thousands of students, and I've seen it happen. 
So that's why you have to know your own instrument because I remember first time St. Germain came in, I was like, whoa, whoa, dude. You know, it's like, it can knock you off. You've got to work on yourself too. That's what I feel makes the best readers. And that's why a lot of my material, and it's not just me, guys. I have, you look at my membership page, you'll see the teachers I have in there. They are phenomenal. And we teach people how to work on themselves too, because that's what this is all about. So what I would have Georgie do is she's heard knocking in her right ear. When my ear was opening up, you can listen to that in one of the early episodes. Um, you, What you want to do right away is lean into it. When I mean lean, in, lean into it, if that's happening or even when it's not happening, you want to know the direction of where you're hearing. I know exactly where I hear. I hear where my, and this isn't for everybody, my face, where my ear and my face meet. That exact spot on the right side is where my guides talk to me. Deceased loved ones speak in the center of my left ear. Direction is super important because that's what's going to give you accuracy in readings. So I'm not just pulling things out of the ether. I know when they hit that, when I was opening up, now it's different. I know my guides energy so well that they could speak in front of my face and I would know it. But I would, in readings, I knew all my focus was in that location. So they're showing you how you hear. So Georgie, what you want to do is you want to lean into that. And when I say lean into that, that means you you can close your eyes, take your inner awareness and lean into it energetically, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and see what information wants to come through. See where that exactly is in your ear. The knocking in and of, in itself is a symbolic. Now, they used to knock all the time for me. They'd ring the bell. Nobody would be there. I'd open the door. And uh, so there's information there, but that's definitely them trying to get your attention, wanting to speak to you. So what I also have people do, I would have you write out knocking. What were you thinking about when that happened? Now, you might have woken up from a sleep. What did you feel when you heard it? What do you feel they're trying to tell you in the moment? And then for you, you're probably, Georgie's just, you know, oh, she's been a membership for just, I think about six months or so. They're probably getting your attention. So what you want to do is work with your throat chakra, go into the clairaudience class, Georgie, because it's going to show you everything to do and open up your throat chakra. And then when that happens, you want to definitely acknowledge it. When that would happen to me, I'd be like, wow, this is really cool. I'm acknowledging it. Where am I hearing it? I didn't even know the whole location thing. There was nothing written about clairaudience when it happened to me. There was one chapter in one book. So they had to teach me everything about it. So you want to you lean into it. You could draw the feeling of it. You could draw um, the color of it. And people, what that does is you're getting into a multidimensional language with one simple symbol, knocking. So what you want to do mainly is lean into it. What does it feel like? Does this feel like my guides? Is this my guide communicating to me? What does this knock want me to know? You want to go into the symbolic language of your soul, Georgie. Take those questions that I teach in that class and ask it that question. Now, letting them in after we just saw what happened to, um, I'm not giving the other student's name because I, she said I could, but I don't know her very well yet. So I'm not willing to do that just yet until I get to know her more. Um, but seeing what just happened to the other student, I don't want to tell you to just let it in because I don't know where you're at. Like that conversation was such a catalyst for me as a teacher to remember I'm years away. So that student asked me, like, I didn't know you were afraid and I, and I didn't know all of this. I said, yeah, because I teach from where I am now. 
I'm teaching you that you have the power to tell them to go, that you don't need to be afraid, that everybody has free will. But it was a really great education for me as a teacher to say, wait a second, I may have to back up a bit. So I don't know where you are, Georgie, in your process of this. So I wouldn't say just let them in because if you're just opening up and you don't understand your instrument, you don't understand free will and asking people to leave, you may invite something in that is not an energetic match to you. The, that conversation, I told this girl, I was like so proud of her for putting herself out there. And um, I don't like the word proud, but I was because it's a new community, right? And she was so blown away by the support. And um, I said to her, thank you so much because your experience was a catalyst of such a great conversation in this community. And I was so appreciative of it. And I said, look, that Reiki master, that psychic medium helped you a lot. You don't want to negate what they've done for you. The first medium I went to who helped me, she ended up doing something really nasty to me. And I was done with her, but I don't negate what she taught me up until that point. I just knew this is not an integral person that I'm not going to work with. And I was already hearing whisperings of that out in the world. Okay, I'm going to take one more, I think. And then the rest are going to, like I said, there's probably going to be a part two and a part three. Zila, I also have a question about knocking as I know someone is trying to get my attention, but who could it be now? Just cannot figure it out. Have tried usual methods. So what I would suggest you do in this, if you don't know who is knocking, is start with a character trait list building uh, exercise. I would say this person feels loving, they feel excited, they feel creative, they feel like the color blue. Act as if you're having a relationship with the knocking as if it's a person, as if it's a guide, right? Because the knocking is now an extension of that particular guide that's trying to come through. Now for you, I feel like Zila, you, we already know you're opening up into a very soulful type of space. You're learning that um, she's got a I have this gift and, and I'm sure a lot of you are going to relate to this where she can read souls a lot. Like what I mean by that is you can see the honesty and the truth of the soul. A lot of people can do this, right? A lot of people. You see the person's mirrored in a lot of um, junk and maybe a troubles, troublesome relationship or um, just not making great choices and you see directly into their light. You see directly the higher guidance of their soul. And I know Zila and I have been talking a bit about this in membership. So what I suggest you do, honey, is get in touch with the knocking and create that as a guide in and of itself. So it sounds kind of strange, but you want that knocking to now be the guide. And you want to start communicating with it because behind it is the actual guidance. Now, I can sit here and say to you, already I feel it's a high spiritual energy Feels angelic, but beyond what we understand is angels. It feels very soul connected and a lot of breath. So they're saying that if you do breath work, Zila, so the way I would do it, I would even play an audio recording of knocking, or I would do my own tapping on a desk and then play it in a loop. And then I would breathe with it. And then, so this is my suggestion to you. And this is where, this is teaching coming directly through from my guides right now. I've never said that, saw this anywhere. I, I teach organically to the person's needs. So Zila, this is what they're saying. Either get a recording of knocking. They would like it for about three to five minutes or do a recording of knocking for at least a minute, they said, is good enough. And what they want you to do is to just listen to the recording and to breathe with it rhythmatically the way that, um, you're not in Soul Finder Academy. I just did an incredible breathing meditation that we're pulling out so I can give to you guys. Breathe with it. So you're, you have everyday guided living. I teach how you breathe with your guides. 
So breathe with the knocking. And as you're breathing into it, notice how you feel. Notice what color it is. Notice if there's more information behind it. Ask it, are you from earth? I don't feel like it has. Have you ever been born on earth before? Have you ever walked on the earth plane? And here's where mind chatter gets in the way. So you want to remove mind chatter completely and you want to just dive into organic energy, organic information, and allow the answers to come. Even if you think they're wrong or if they end up being wrong, it does not matter. We dilute the conversation if we don't trust it right off the get-go. So you want to trust the answers and then feel into them. And you could do a one to 10 thing. Breathing into the knocking. This feels like it's not an earthly presence or ever been born on the earth before. It's telling me it likes the color blue. It's got a color blue to Azela. So it's got like a, for me, that's a blessed mother color, which means it's got a healing energy. So it doesn't have to be blessed mother, but it's a healing type of guide. It definitely is not from this world. It feels like to me, it's personal to you. The way we would understand it is male energy, even though they don't, they only use that energy. Okay, here, let's talk about this. If you're coming from, if they're not from the earth plane, feminine and masculine don't have any bearing to them. It does to us. It's the way we interpret and understand information. So if an energy comes in that's never been um, incarnated on the earth plane, we still understand things through masculine and feminine, unless we're at a new age way where we're learning, you know, the new energy, right? So it feels like a masculine energy because it feels like a doing energy. It feels like it's trying to ignite the light inside your soul. So that's what I suggest you do. You can even listen to the knocking as if it's in your imagination. You recall it, right? So you don't have to wait until it happens again. Recall what it felt like. Recall it. Pretend you're hearing it. Whatever you have to use, use your imagination. That's the other way I teach that's different than a lot of those mediums out there that I don't like. Um, there are some great mediums out there that are amazing. So by the way, I'm just targeting a few that I definitely don't like, and I'm not going to be quiet about it anymore. So pretend you're hearing it again. Imagine you're hearing it again and take color to paper and draw it and then, then meditate on it and visualize it. Okay, so I'm going to stop, but what I'm going to do is I, I I think I'm going to do this over a period of like a, a couple of months because there's a lot of great questions and I, I really love teaching. You could tell it's my sweet spot. So I want to be able to do this, but I don't want to do this every single week. So we will do part two next week. And then um, the week after that will probably be one of our incredible interviews with one of our guest teachers. So we'll see how it goes from there. Um, but I will do my best to get to the questions that were presented before me. I would love to know what you learned from this. I really would love to know what you learned from it. And I will say this, if you have an opinion about what I shared, I don't mind you expressing your opinion, but be respectful. You may be feeling like I'm not respectful to the people out there, but I'm not naming anyone. And it's been my experience. And it's an experience that made me actually walk away from one of my gifts. So um, that's on me. That's something that I'm continuing to, I feel like I've worked through a lot of it, but you can tell it's a little bit like there. Um, but so, you know, I'm okay with that, but just be respectful. That's what, in my communities, we're very respectful of each other. And we don't tell anybody, no, you're wrong. I'm going to have a, I have a platform. I'm going to 
speak my opinions on my platform, but in I've said this before on my podcast, you do not have to accept my opinions. Please do what works for you. Thank you so much, everybody. Remember, rate, review, subscribe, and um, I will see you in the next episode. Woohoo! 52 episodes. Ah, who can it be now? It is so, I'm so glad I picked that title. I never told you about like that whole thing, how that happened. I believe I may have shared it in one episode, but man, how I came up with that title and it's been perfect. Who can it be now? Let's open the door and see. I have no idea. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.